0: Kevin Sanders and this podcast is called From Cancer to Courage. I'm not a doctor, I'm not a professional. I don't have any letters behind my name. I'm Kevin no, Sanders I'm... and this is my story. Hmm. Good morning, Mr. Dario.
1: Good morning, Kevin Sanders. Um this is always your story. Yeah, you're right.
0: It hmm. is Saturday morning.
1: Yeah, early Saturday morning. Yes. Well, getting all the um computer kinks out. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Get all them kinks out, and uh and now we're live. Yeah, this is, uh, is going to be season two, podcast mm-hmm. seven recap of the last Aww. podcast, podcast po- six. It was Aww. all about failures and successes, and mm-hmm. um, your perspective on what each of those mean. Today's podcast is going to be about can cancer make a man sterile? Hmm. Well, let's. I can ask that question. Let's change this up a little bit. Yes. I heard the question this week. Can mm. any type of cancer make you sterile? Dario, let's, let's change it up. I'll mm. ask you a question first. Like, How would you feel if you were told not only you had some type of cancer, but if that cancer took away your right to make little babies, Ooh. like your swimmers weren't working, how would you feel?
1: Well, first of all, I feel like Man, I feel like my choices are taken away, man. I mean, it's already determined for me, you know. Mm. Then, on a good side, if I was a player, <laughs> <laughs> I could play around, play around uh, without feeling guilty, <laughs> without making babies, you know. Yeah. I know that's kind of like, a, you know, it's not the image I want to portray, but mm-hmm. you got the idea, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't know. I guess a lot of guys would feel like their manhood or masculinity gets taken away from you, Um, you know, when something is wrong with their downstairs. like the uh, downstairs? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're going to keep this PG. <laughs> we'll keep this underrated here
0: uh Wait. like i guess an example downstairs, downstairs. whatever you want to say you know genitalia or uh male manhood um sure i'm sorry go on i know or big children
1: yeah
0: <laughs> when uh like i guess an example is when i was going through proton therapy mm. uh Proton therapy, radiation, most of the guys there were there because of prostate cancer. Yeah. And many of them assumed I was too. <laughs> it's like, uh, no, I'm here for my brain. <laughs> even like, even in the waiting room, sometimes guys would ask if I was there to get treatment. And, uh, it was, was kind of awkward because there'd be many guys, you know, sitting waiting and most of the guys in there would be in there for one reason. And they would, you know, people are nervous. So they kind of chit chat. Mm-hmm. and uh they were asking me if I was in for the same thing
1: yeah i I had, I had that when um I went to the prostate clinic. It was like a lot of older guys there um and they you know in the waiting room you chat you you know what are you here for right right you know and then <laughs> if you're not here for the right uh for the same thing they're here for, then it's a whole other conversation, you know anyway, so yeah, this is a pretty invasive topic mm-hmm. um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, know, I, you said downstairs. That's pretty classy. That's classy, man. <laughs> That's a nice way of saying it's a genitalia. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, Thanks. Grasshopper, um, I think it's it's common for a guy to think that um if his pickle doesn't work, um, <laughs> he's like doomed or something. Mm. Um it affects it, it does affect your manhood. Yeah. It affects your um what is it, uh your self esteem. Mm-hmm. I think it affects you as a whole, man.
0: Yeah? Yeah. I Definitely, mean, I, yeah. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, um, once again, like, <clears throat> I'm not a doctor. No. <laughs> not a doctor. So, you, mm. you know, take my advice uh, as you see fit. Mm-hmm. But um, my proton therapy radiation, um, like, many times proton therapy is successful with prostate cancer. Mm. And that's because the difference between normal full radiation and proton radiation is that the laser can be very small going in, hit its target, get bigger and kill it, and then shrink down again for a tiny exit. Wow. Like for an example, mm. I would choose I would choose proton therapy over full brain radiation, because full mm. brain radiation is just like it sounds. It's like a giant wall of radiation that goes through your entire brain and radiates every part of it, and you can only have it done once in your life. Really? Be- yeah, because cells can only handle so much radiation. Mm. But I had proton therapy, and they could they could shoot my tumor from several different angles and not affect parts of my brain that weren't intended on hitting. So they so,
1: shoot the shoot the T-daddy?
0: Yeah, shoot the T-Daddy in, like, uh, instead of having a wall coming at it, they could use more of, a, um, like, a pin needle and, a, like, a balloon in the middle and then a pin needle going out, like, if you can imagine that. No. Not the pin needle and balloon, but, like, a laser, and it gets bigger in the middle and then shrinks down to exit. So not only I didn't have to worry about hitting parts of my brain that controlled <coughs> chemicals in my body... Mm-hmm. But I can have radiation again, God forbid, at some mm. time, like, later in my life, I need to get it again.
1: Mm, like you really want it. So,
0: Needed. I was wondering,
1: uh, <laughs> Yeah, the world's wondering, does proton therapy affect your sperm count?
0: Um, Like, I haven't had prostate cancer mm. or anything else with my downstairs, my little finger quotes here. Um, <laughs> but... It all depends Mm -hmm. on where the cancer is and where the laser needs to hit. I would think, I would really think it'd be a case by case basis. Right. And your doctor would tell you, um, like the chances of it making you go sterile. Most of the time going sterile includes some type of chemotherapy in Mm -hmm. most cases.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I was wondering, um, I was reading from a quote from the American Cancer Society that, Mm -hmm. um, a man is still, uh, a man may still be fertile after radiation treatment, but the sperm is damaged by mm-hmm. exposure to the radiation. Mm. I guess that goes back to what you said about, uh, um, it depends on where the arrow hits, huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. So it's like during chemo also, they say it can, it can damage your sperm. Like I would assume damaged sperm would result in like a disabled child. Mm-hmm. If, you were to have one uh, when you had radiation or chemo, um, if you had a kid during radiation or chemo. But that's just just my assumption. Like, nothing is proven, um, you know, and, and God can do crazy things. God can well, take you out of statistics. Right. Hmm.
1: That's just that my yesterday. assumption, though. Yes, yes. Well, see, I'm not a doctor. I have no letters behind my name. None. <laughs> what? None at all. <laughs> <Not>. None. 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 <laughs> but, but. I assume if you damage the sperm, right? Yeah, I I don't see where where a damaged sperm can um result in, in a disabled child. Um, I I would think that it was a chromosome thing, you know, where um such as Down syndrome um you have the extra extra uh cell. Right. Mm. Um, I I don't think sperm has anything to do with that.
0: Then again, I'm no doctor. <laughs> well you know well yes sperm um you know the the uh mm-hmm. um birds and the bees conversation yeah uh, yeah and yeah. so should, you know take we takes, should have a takes, disclaimer on this one maybe. <laughs> yeah it takes sperm to make a child and luckily i googled a few answers did you I did before this mm. podcast. I, I googled some stuff. Okay, because so, I'm I'm a Googler and I only Googler, pick from man. the best websites. Yes, you do. The most uh, what is that word? Reputable that? websites. Ooh. So you really can't trust a lot of websites sometimes. Huh? You're right, uh, especially so, not now or so, any kind of news. Take it with a grain of salt. Well, what do you think about
1: Web.com? Is there a Web.com? WebMD.
0: Doctor. Doctor. What,
1: what is it? WebMD. That's it. I, I see. I'm not a doctor. I, I, I leave out letters.
0: Yeah. I, uh, you can read stuff, but mm. just don't ever self-diagnose yourself because everything, like everything you think of, oh, like it's a pimple on my shoulder that leads to cancer. Then they're like, oh, now you're going to die. Mm. So like try not to self-diagnose yourself. Okay. Unless so you actually know what you're doing and you right. have some letters behind your name. Mm. So okay. I'll change this up for a minute. All right. Let me look at the women's side and how chemotherapy can play a part. Like uh, Oh, it's ladies night. <laughs> it's ladies night. <laughs> ladies night. <laughs> oh, what a night. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're singing about ladies having yeah. a chemo. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it's, mm. this is a quote from cancer.net. Okay. Some healthcare providers recommend that women not get pregnant in the first six months after chemotherapy. They say that any damaged eggs will leave the body within the first six months Mm -hmm. over healthcare. Other healthcare providers suggest waiting two to five years before trying to have a baby.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. And and experts say what? It's like a case of uh, rolling a dice. If you feel like, uh, you know, if I don't know. It's like taking matters in your own hands, so to speak, mm. you know?
0: Yeah. Like if you, uh, like, uh, do you believe more in science or more in faith or do you think they're both combined or it's like, it's up to every single person's personal opinion?
1: Well, I think, I think they say that God gives you things that you can handle. Mm-hmm. If yeah. he feels that you can handle this, he, you know, you get it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that we talked about that yesterday. That can be kind of tough too, man. You know, having a um, you know, maybe a disabled child,
0: mm. so to speak.
1: Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. that's a whole different podcast. Yeah, and that's my opinion.
0: So, that's right. Yes, right. Um. Anyway. So yes. I gonna, go ahead.
1: No, so you think that you should wait to have a child? I mean, if, if, if you, if you have something, um, uh, if you're taking cancer treatments,
0: you yeah, right? yeah, definitely. Um, like obviously if you're going through cancer treatments like chemotherapy or radiation or any kind mm. and, um, and the doctor gives you, tells you like, there might be a percent chance that, uh, you know, you're going, you're going to sterile or like ideally, Mm. you know, it'd be the worst time for you to try and have a kid if you're going through it because everyone wants their baby to be happy and healthy, 10 fingers, 10 toes. And so, um, like any kind of, um, like any kind of invasive, anything that could damage your Mm. child's life. I'm sure everyone wants to stay away from. So, I mean, it almost seems like common sense to me, but like, don't have a kid if you're going through radiation and chemo, if you can help it.
1: Well, uh, is there anything, you think has anything to do with your DNA as well?
0: Yeah. Um, we'll get into that. So like, okay. you know, my opinion, right. Um, God uses doctors and medicine to help people as well. Like right. I totally understand if a person doesn't trust a doctor, a doc doesn't trust, trust doctors or medicine, but if statistically there's any chance I would be sterile after brain surgery, mm. I would really want to freeze home my kids because, you know, I really want a family. I wouldn't want to find out later that I was sterile. So actually right now at this mm. current point, right. I have uh, 11 babies frozen. Oh, <laughs> wow, uh, baby grocery store. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they're not on me. <laughs> I don't have them in my freezer. They're oh, cryogenically no. frozen. Oh, they're not in the baggie somewhere? No, no. Mm. I uh it's interesting enough. Um oh, I mean, I, yes. I pay a few hundred dollars rent each month each year, and uh, you know, when I have my kids, um mm. I'll have my kids pay me back you know, but oh. you have you have a couple of million dollar <laughs> babies, man. <laughs> It hasn't been that much. It's like a Mm. couple hundred dollars a year. But the price keeps going up. So, as for the guys side of all this, Mm -hmm. the website mskcc.org says, if you have had chemotherapy or radiation, we generally suggest waiting at least one year after treatment is finished before trying to have a child. Mm -hmm. This allows time for sperm that may have been damaged from treatment to be cleared from your body. Right. And what does, what does damaged, I don't know. What does damaged sperm mean? Like most sites know. just talk about the DNA of your sperm or egg being damaged or changed mm. or incomplete. Mm. I would think your DNA being damaged would cause some kind of serious health effects. Mm.
1: Yeah. And so do, do, can, can you, um, Wow, that sounds kinda high tech that this letters behind your name. So listen, yep. you have eleven kids frozen yes. via sperm, right? Yep. How do they determine, um, in that sperm how many children it will be? It makes sense? It, yeah, like, for instance, does three sperms equal one child <laughs> uh, minus two sperms <laughs> equals twins divided by come on <laughs>
0: <You know? laughs> so I don't know. It's almost like that. All right. The way so the way they determine how your sperm will will react right. after it's been frozen yeah. or how fertile you are, either mm-hmm. one, or they they take a little bit out and test it to see how many strong sw- swimmers you got. But so so you lose a child a, a sperm. This is just they're just testing it right now to see how much how much how many strong swimmers you have. Mm. Um, and then mm. when they go to freeze it, um, just so they can tell when it thaws, when they freeze that amount of sperm and thaw it again, then test them again, the sperm bank of sperm, sorry, the website, www.thespermbankofca.org says mm. 50% to 80% die in the freezing process. Wow. I'm not exactly sure how many sperm they save to know how many how many babies I know one shot of sperm there, there are millions of sperm in one, one go, mm. but it only takes one to make a baby. Like well, one single sperm. It's like,
1: it's like the Pokemon game, you know, gotta <laughs> catch them all. Beep, yeah. beep, beep. Atari. You know? Uh, so, yeah. you, so you want to spring, you want to f- freeze your sperm, huh? Um, do you have any doubt that you can't have kids?
0: Um, I mean, my chemo doctor at the time told me there was a 15 to 25% chance that going through chemo, I would go sterile. Really? Like, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. like I was saying, like any percent chance, any, even if it's 1% chance of me going sterile is enough for me to want to save some kids for later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow.
1: And so you are just like taking an extra precaution.
0: Yeah. Yes. Very much so.
1: Mm. Very noble of you. Very noble of you.
0: Very, very, very
1: um hmm. hey, do you think stress plays a big part in this um, you know, anxiety that um oh, I'm stressed out, i can't my mm. I can't shoot good ones
0: <laughs> um, downstairs and st- stress and anxiety, like you know, I'm all about stress, anxiety is like poison to your body, mm-hmm. seriously, it is yeah. like poison to you like you can develop illnesses you can things go wrong when you have a bunch of stress in your body i can only speak for guys Mm -hmm. but like an example or speak for myself when you're stressed out or you got too much going on or at least the stereotype Mm. it just doesn't function the same I understand that. <laughs> like when, another one is like when guys have too much to drink or too much whiskey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Break a break of one nine. Is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, in, uh, uh, we're trying to keep this PG, but the topic is probably not. Well, this is like NC-17? Uh, No. That's we're not a... talking about, uh, oh, anyways. Oh, okay. You're right. I got a quote from cancer.org many experts believe stress and anxiety can cause changes that play a part in infertility Mm. like it's just crazy sorry that was end quote after infertility Mm. Uh, it's just crazy how much your brain can affect your body
1: it's not really crazy i mean i definitely understand that stress has a uh uh, plays a big part in your body chest Mm. pains headaches body aches i mean what is the recipe for a stress-free life? What are your pointers, huh? huh? What grasshopper? What are your pointers of being stress-free, man?
0: <laughs> that's a uh, that's what's a crazy re- question. Like, what's the recipe? So <clears throat> mine. I'll give you mine. Okay. Stress, mm. like stress, can give you diseases or illnesses or ulcers or tumors. Stress what? and anxiety knows no bounds. Like, mm. it can do the unimaginable when you're thinking about it or when you have tons and tons of stress in your life mm-hmm. as for living a stress-free life. Right. That's one of life's questions. Mm. For me, it's focusing on good thoughts. No fear, have mm. faith, believe in a higher power, get a massage, mm-hmm. do yoga. Um, like, but just don't let that negative thought grow in your brain. Mm. No. Like you need to watch. And like filter all the thoughts that come into your head, and immediately kick out the bad ones, because those really. little guys will sit there and they'll grow, yeah, and then yeah. it becomes negativity Ditter. and bitterness. Yes. Mm. Fun fact: Here's a fun fact. For, uh, we're gonna
1: um, lighten this party up. <laughs> <Yeah>. Grasshopper. <laughs> uh, since we we're speaking of facts, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How many licks? Does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll pop? <laughs> oh man, that's an old commercial. <laughs> I don't know if anybody knows this. I don't know when the time frame was. It was a while ago, oh. probably when I was growing up, eighties, nineties. Mm, I think it was. It was like, it was like yeah. what were you gonna say? Yeah, time was, frame?
1: Sixties, uh, I think. But
0: yeah. So It's it's basically where an an owl licks the Tootsie Pop and he he licks it once, he licks it twice, and the third time he crunches into it. For any Mm. older people out there, you'll know that commercial. Yeah. But I Googled it. Mm. (laughs) And Tootsie.com says Uh, a group of. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, website Tootsie.com says a group of engineering <laughs> students from Purdue University reported yeah. that its licking machine, modeled wow. after human tongue, took an average of 364 licks to get to the center of a putsy, Tootsie Pop.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow, Grasshopper. Yeah.
1: Mystery solved, Scooby. Yeah. Um, so that's like a lick a day. Uh, one less. Oh, that must be on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah
0: well anyways we hope you learned something about cancer <laughs> treatments and making you <laughs> sterile uh thanks sterile for tuning pops. in yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah so listen um that's that's pretty good
0: yeah yeah what do you say we just uh say good night yeah sounds good good night grasshopper Good night. Jeremiah, 2911, for I know the plans I have for you, declares to the Lord, plans mm-hmm. that prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you an hope and a future. See you guys later. See you in the next episode. I, I got, you know
1: what? This machine that the college, uh, this year <laughs> roll-looking machine.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. It is. You're right.
1: Wow. <laughs> okay. Good night. See ya.